Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossword for the week of March 4th, 2019. Yay, yeah, we did it. We're in March. Uh, this week on the show, we're going to talk about Ghostbusters 2020 casting. We'll be talking about uh, IDW news. We'll also be talking about the five reasons that Ghostbusters 2020 may or may not save the franchise. It's, a, it's exciting, as you can tell. Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the keymaster? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Boo. Um... Yeah, all right. So all right, well, it's covered. All right, well, there it and, is. Um, uh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome uh, to the, this your hey. podcast. This is not going to be a long episode. This is uh, going to be a normal, normal bite-sized episode as opposed to the lengthy epic that was last week. Uh, but uh, the, uh, fittingly, I think because of all the stuff that happened two weeks ago, that's what last week's episode reflected. This week, it yeah. was a little quieter. We can finally actually talk about things, have a discussion topic or two. Sounds nice. Sounds quaint and nice, and I like it. Um, but uh, yeah. what, uh, the one thing I wanted to mention to you before we get into oh, the the um, Harold Ramis Film School thing. You know, obviously uh, last week was yeah. the uh, we marked the date of when we lost Harold Ramis, and uh, um, and so I know a lot of people were uh, expressing their respect and stuff on on Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter and uh, and I, I know that Violet uh, Ramis Steele had a, a wonderful post that she retweeted I think it was from maybe Ghostbusters news or positively Ghostbusters but um, yeah just very very cool the outpouring of love that uh, always comes through for Harold but I, I thought it was very fitting on that date uh, there was a big event that was happening at the Harold Ramis Film School and it was uh, Eugene Levy showing up to talk to the uh, new students and you know, tell his stories and do a little Q and A. Uh, and if if you're not following them, especially on Instagram, because they post little you know snippets of video from their Q and As, they don't post the whole thing, unfortunately, which is is kind of sad. Mm. But uh, you know, he was his usual uh, Eugene Levy self. He's just such a nice dude. I I hope that he's one of those people that you meet in real life, and he is exactly the person that you think he is. Because yeah. uh, he's he just seems such a. I just want to hang out and have him tell me the meaning of life, uh, and, and dad me. But <laughs> I just want to stare at his eyebrows. Really, this is also true. Both he and his son have glorious eyebrows. I honestly think they need to be experienced, and you know, HD TV is just not covering it. <laughs> yeah, 4K doesn't do it. I need uh, Oculus Rift uh, Levy eyebrows. But do you guys have uh, Shit's Creek down there? We do. We do. Uh, right, okay. To to the point that when uh, like Dan uh, Levy appears on Colbert, 
he has to put the lower third up that says Shit's Creek because standards and practices won't let him say the title of the show <laughs> without showing that it's the title of the show and it's spelled this way. <laughs> oh, uh, you, you puritanical country, you. Yeah, of course. Look at us, the innocence of uh, the United States <laughs> of America. But we put it, we put it on bus ads up here. So <laughs> yeah, it's everywhere. Uh, but it's yeah. a wonderful. If you guys haven't seen it out there, Catherine O'Hara is like a tour de force. Like she's mm-hmm. amazing in it. Uh, I mean, everybody's awesome in it. And uh, are both the kids Eugene Levy's kids? Uh, no, Twyla. Or just the who son. Is the, yeah, just the son, Dan Levy, who's also the co-creator and, and writer and director of most of the episodes. Right, but, right, okay. Uh, that's his real life son, and then. Funny enough, interesting trivia for you Schitt's Creek fans. Uh, Eugene Levy's real daughter is Twyla, who works at the cafe, uh, and she auditioned to uh, play uh, the daughter, but uh, it was deemed that she was more appropriate for that role. So, uh, you know, the whole family, it's a whole family affair in there, which is really cool. But uh, anyway, so yeah, check check out the... You nearly triggered a song there, friend. (laughs) (laughs) We're what? Let's see. One chance grows up to be somebody that just loves to murder well uh, we're already going off the rails Keep going. ladies and gentlemen <laughs> let's let's break into the news here's the news hey guys peter i have some news from the world of gozer i got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head multi-planar curly and emanation now well here's your next month's cover of gq check out the aura on this sucker Uh, Chris, the the one thing that we did get a very overwhelming positive response on last week was the uh, the new format, the new mm. Ghostbusters twenty twenty format. Uh, so uh, let's let's continue it. Good evening. I'm Troy Benjamin, and I'm Chris Stewart, and I'm Troy Benjamin, and this is Ghostbusters twenty twenty. From the Crossrip Studios around the world and into your ears, the news items that may or may not have touched your life. This is Ghostbusters 2020 with Chris Stewart and Troy Benjamin. Okay, so obviously the uh, late breaking news that happened uh, just as Chris and I were recording this was that Finn Wolfhard and Carrie Coon have been uh, circling, they've been in discussions for uh, starring in Ghostbusters 2020. Now, this is not confirmed, but it is coming from reputable sources like The Hollywood Reporter, Variety, and Entertainment Weekly. Uh, It does not sound like they are 100% signed up. Uh, That's what I'm getting from the article, that they're still in talks. But uh, what's interesting is that they are said to be uh, two characters with a mysterious connection to the original film. Uh, Finn Wolfhard will play the son of Carrie Coon, who's about uh, 30 years old, and uh, boy, the, the speculation has begun. Uh, unfortunately, Chris and I were not able to talk about this, so what we'll do is we'll talk about that next week on the show, uh, but very exciting stuff, and we'll, we'll be sure to dissect it and do some speculation next week. But now let's talk about the casting news uh, that was coming out of the Oscars, um, most recently with the Oscars having happened uh, last weekend, well, two weekends ago now, as you've heard, as you're listening to this, but uh, obviously everybody's in front of cameras anywhere and everywhere, so we have two news items related to that, uh, the first of which was for, for Jason Reitman talking, well, he didn't even talk to The Hollywood Reporter, this was one of those, like, no. I hear whisperings of, just very mm-hmm. kind of gossip column stuff, but... Uh, Hollywood Reporter mentioned that uh, Jason Reitman may have been meeting 
uh, with some actors that that happen to be in town for the Oscars, trying to find those caliber roles. Uh, as we've talked about, they've been casting uh, a wide net for uh, teenagers uh, far and wide, and uh, this particular Hollywood Reporter uh, article was basically saying exactly the same thing. However, the new information that comes out of this is that the Four kids they're looking for are paired off as two sets of siblings, which I know triggered a lot of speculation uh, as well. Mm -hmm. And then also we, uh, at least again, this is their sort of gossipy, like we hear that this is happening, but uh, they've widened the age range uh, from 12 to 17. So uh, I believe that they're maybe uh, setting their sights on maybe a little bit older of an age group now. Um but that yeah. also, it's, it seems like they're looking for people to play early, like, yeah, t- tweens, uh, 13, 14. Uh, again, based on those casting breakdowns that we've seen, it says to play 13 years old. So uh, this this could be like the yeah. Lost Boys where you've got 25, 30-year-olds playing uh, teenage kids. I don't know. <laughs> Let's hope that's like, not the case. Like like seventeen year old The Rock could not play thirteen, <laughs> but seventeen year old Michael Sarah could. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, every, basically, everybody in Superbad. But um, so so anyway, that's uh, again. I, I'm sure Jason Reitman is meeting with a wide range, a plethora of uh, young and talented Ooh. actors, and it seems like they're also looking for for unknowns Carab. as well. Crap. Would you say I have a plethora? Um, plethora. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's one that we don't need to continue. I mean, again, no, we've really. talked about the casting stuff. We know that. Uh, Melissa McCarthy voiced her support for Jason, uh, kind of in response to the Leslie Jones, Paul Feig uh, comments uh, from a few weeks ago. Uh, and again, it's 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 nothing that notable, but just kind of nice to see the support from Melissa McCarthy to her friend Jason Reitman. She says, uh, "I am for anybody who's making movies." She's just she's voicing her support for everybody. Uh, I mm. talked to Jason about it. He's just always had this idea, and his goes back to the world where the guys did exist. And I'm like, that's cool. I want to see that. McCarthy said, I'm all for it. I say, like, just tell the story. Uh, so you know, this is uh, it, again, it's just a very casual uh, quote that she made to uh, Entertainment Tonight. But uh, and and I did see a couple people respond on social media. Uh, like you know, who cares? Well, you know, it's it's you have the current guard of actors uh, that are voicing their opinions on it, and it's it's noteworthy. I think it's it's uh, yeah. something that needs to be said. Well, especially since it's, we're dealing with the fact that um, <clears throat> gray area realities aside, about you know running a studio and having a property and wanting to generate money off of a property and all that, that some people are. Uh, you know, a little concerned or hurt or worried about what happens to ATC. So, right. you know, having Melissa McCarthy speak up and say, no, this is cool. This is not a bad thing. This doesn't, you know, let's let this ride. And, you know, she doesn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just leaves it open that everybody's on the same page. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, we'll just, let's just move forward and see where we end up. Moving forward. And, and there could be things that are unsaid there. She may be. She may be hurt, uh, and I'm sure she probably is, that they're not moving forward, at least at the moment with their characters, but uh, they can always come back to it and leave the door open. The important thing to take away from it is that uh, Reitman 
sat down and walked her just as he did with his dad walked her through his idea yeah you know what i mean like yeah i've got this idea it it goes back to the original films uh and and she she said the same thing we've all been saying and we don't even know what it is but she's heard it and she basically said i want to see that yeah yeah so that's that's the important part like it could have been just a, a lip service we're we're all on the same team, hooray! But really, <laughs> since she's not part of the production or whatever, they haven't bothered. You know, there's no reason to fill her in. Yeah, totally in the company a line. nice, a nice courtesy to fill her in and get her feedback. And her feedback is sounds great. Let's yeah. let's see you do it. Sounds positive. She's she's a lot like uh, the rest of us. She just wants to see this story. Uh, she wants to hear and see good stories unfold on the screen. So yes, uh, so so very cool. Uh, glad glad to see that support uh, from her. Um, and then, you know what, that's, it's kind of funny. There's only these three items and the third one I think is a more in-depth. So that concludes our Ghostbusters 2020 <laughs> rapid fire. We're really killing it. <laughs> We're doing great with those rapid fires. Um, we need it. We need a sign off for it now. Uh, Who's, uh, how did Barbara Walters sign off? I, I don't know, but the, this was the it world was just that, a that good was, night. uh, what was the, uh, we need a, give me the name. Give me the funniest actor name from Ghostbusters. Uh, funniest actor name. Stephen Ruck's pretty pretty funny. So it just could be good night, Mister Ruck, wherever you are. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, we'll, or, we'll, we'll or workshop actually, that. We'll, we'll come back. We'll work. We can, I got one more. We can be a little sassy, and it's like Ms. Runyon. Mwah! There we go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Good night and have we, a pleasant tomorrow. We, um, blow, we blow Jennifer Runyon a kiss. Yes. Night, I, night. Wonderful. I love it. Uh, all right. So let's talk about our more in-depth conversation piece here. This this yes. here article from Superhero Hype. Uh, th- this was one, again, because it kind of happened during the frenzy of uh, a week and a half ago. <laughs> a lot of people didn't see it. didn't really catch a lot of steam. But I think... You saw it. You had a pretty similar reaction that I had. And then I thought, oh, let's put a well, pin in that one and come back to that one. Save so, it for the podcast. Yeah, save that I for call, the podcast. I call last week, everybody's got a butthole week. <laughs> <laughs> As in, everybody's got uh, one and they stink. And yeah. um, so, so it, it was, it, yeah, everybody had an opinion and they just had to write it up for whatever, a tenth of a cent. Yeah, a just word. A, it was sort of like. <clears throat> In hockey, there's the third man in rule. There were a lot of third men in. There were a lot of people that it was like, oh, look, a fight. I'm going to get in there and and, uh, and jump into it. Yeah. I, there were, there, what killed me is that first wave was opinion, opinion, opinion. And then the, the second wave was, should we have opinions? I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> again, all of this has happened and it will happen again. It all felt so familiar. I say that as one half of a five-year partnership that all we do is have opinions yeah, about this true. stuff, we have but opinions. it's our job. We do. And and again, it's like everybody has an opinion. Listen to our two-hour podcast last two week. It's podcast. all very hypocritical. Full of but, opinions. So anyway, let's talk about this. This is the superhero uh, hype article where they yes. talked about five potential reasons that this Ghostbusters movie that's coming up in 2020 is a bad idea. Um, and, and I think... Uh, it's. I think the way the way they phrased it is may not save the franchise. Uh, That's exactly so, how they phrased it. Yeah. So they're coming at it already from an angle of like, God, this franchise need, needs saving. It needs saving, which I disagree mm, right out the gate. Yeah. So buckle up because we already kind of knew where it was going. Uh, of so so let's. I don't. 
let's run through the five first and then we can kind of go back and talk through them. So the first one is they say the premise is outdated. The second one is they say that it is overly reliant on nostalgia. The third one is that the familial connections, uh, meaning the filmmaking familial connections don't always mean quality. Uh, the fourth one, a sequel doesn't work without a Bill Murray significant role. And the fifth one, it's a reactionary move. Um, luckily a few of these we've already talked about in previous podcasts, particularly Mm -hmm. the overly reliant on nostalgia one, uh, where we touched on that, where, uh, an author two weeks ago had said that Ghostbusters is not a franchise and let me tell you why. Uh, and, and that's basically his argument was the exact same thing that it was nostalgia for all of these things, but it was lightning in a bottle and it can't exist outside of the original movie. We, we talked about that one so we can kind of skip over that one. Yeah. Uh, the ones I want to focus on number one, the premise is outdated wrong how yeah how do you feel about that one i immediately had the same reaction i was like it's out outdated how like they have to have 1980s technology in order for this to not be outdated what what do you mean yeah it's confusing that uh, the premise is actually such well a this movie got made because it follows in the footstep of a kernel of the premise which was the the stripped down version is uh, uh, average Joes face the supernatural in a funny way, like a little bit of dark, a little bit of light. They just took it to kind of like a sci-fi, a little bit of a sci-fi twist sort of thing. Yeah. But then that movie that we all know and love, uh, in the wake of it, everybody took a shot at it. The 80s are filled with failed attempts to try to kind of hit that note, right? Vibes, uh, my favorite second sight. You know what I mean? Like there's just uh, high spirits. The number of every man meets a ghost kind of comedies just flourished in the 80s. And, you know, they kind of hit or miss and all that, but that was them and and none of them wanted to step on the toes of Ghostbusters. So none yeah. of them are, you know, guys with, with equipment fighting ghosts. So... You know, they kind of branched out in areas. And then the 90s and, you know, beyond filled with, uh, well, I mean, remember Men in Black came out. What was the the number one uh, headline? You know, like Ghostbusters update, Ghostbusters light, Ghostbusters-esque, right? Like it was, they pointed at it and said Ghostbusters, but that was them going, what if it was Ghostbusters, but with aliens, right? Like, and then we get to Buffy, then we get to Supernatural, then we get to like, you know what I mean? Like... And all of them can't do Ghostbusters, so they're branching out. So what we have is the premise has enough legs for people to go off and do their own wild thing with it. And we still have barely scratched the surface of the core Ghostbusters one, right? Like not counting real Ghostbusters, which actually kind of dived in pretty heavy, but yeah. Kind well, of and that's, in a, that's what the, the author calls out real Ghostbusters. Like now yeah. granted real Ghostbusters was highly successful. And you're like, well, th- you just answered your own question. You but, just shot yourself in the foot there, but yeah. Um, you know, they managed to uh, go back to the well again with Extreme Ghostbusters, which uh, wasn't everybody's liking. I don't know why, because it was great. Um, you know, they they went back to it for a video game that everybody loves. Uh, the video games that people do not like are the ones that uh, don't really get into it. Do you know what I mean? Like they're kind they're of story based, and yeah. And then yeah. and then as we've talked about in, a, in recent episodes, IDW started adding meat to those things, and everybody's kind of like, "Yeah, I dig it." You know what I mean? Like yeah. those things, those things, those games were e- 
excuses of the premise that never went anywhere because they really didn't pack much on top of it. And once IDW started packing stuff on it, everybody went, that's great. So no, it's not outdated. It just can, you know, it's not like people are any less fascinated by, you know, the paranormal, uh, people, it's not like people are any less interested in laughing. So I don't know. That was a, that was a real, <laughs> well, I don't know. We could real, argue that one a little bit too. This. Well, okay. But that was a real <laughs> dumb opener on his part. That the premise was yeah. outdated. It's like technically no premise is outdated because you know what I mean? Like, like, like we're still, we're watching the, what's the joke about, uh, you know, um, Shakespeare and all that. It's like, the, if you want to do a, a performance that stands out, just put a twist, right? Like instead of being, you know, in me- medieval, uh, Denmark or whatever, now it's in thirties, New York, like same premise, trying to put a, a skin on it and see where it ends up, what new places it ends up. And that's like Shakespeare, uh, old myths get rewritten and updated. Like, it's just like, come on. Well, and I, I do think, I mean, to, to the author's credit, I do think that that's where, no, no I credit. Know. You never let me do that. But there, there are there there are gems in here. The one thing that, and I think it is, it, it's pretty obvious the direction that they're heading in, and and the author kind of latches onto that. That if if this movie is going to be successful, it can't rely upon the same formula. I mean, it's it's funny. He he joins formula and premise as one thing. Where I, I would kind of argue that they're different things, but. He says that it can't rely on the same formula as the original film, and that was why 2016's film failed. Um, and so I, I kind of already get the sense, and we've talked about that too, that, that Ghostbusters yeah. 2020 really feels like it's going to break the mold some way, somehow. It's going to be in a rural yeah. setting, at least for part of the movie. It's going to have kids in it, which is going to be completely different. Um, so, well, I mean... Oscar, uh, you know, uh, being the sort of outlier there, but I, I just, I mean, I understand kind of where the heart of what he was saying here is that if you redo, if you just remake Ghostbusters again, it's, it's going to fail, uh, in, in the sense that you yeah. have a note for note, you know, some of the complaints that people had about force awakens was that it was note for note. Star Wars, a new hope, which I can argue in a totally separate podcast, why that's not the case, but um, I, I get what he was trying to go for, but then when he says that the premise is outdated, his, yeah. his bullet point is not matching his, his backup here. So no, I mean, I see, I can see what he says. Cause you and I have talked about this. Like yeah. you, you can't, you can't get like the, the lightning in the bottle couldn't get lightning in the bottle again, but at the same time, wasn't exactly a failure. Ghostbusters two has some real, you know good stuff to it and all that. So he's not entirely wrong. It's just, but yeah, it's just, he kind of phrased it as broadly, like the premise. It's like, well, there's a lot of room on that premise that it doesn't have to be the same thing all over again. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, you and I debated it for answer the call. Like they were kind of retreading that thing and we all kind of went, well, that's hmm, kind of done twice. So, and, um, you know, it, 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 it People that, that like it don't seem to mind it, and I I didn't dislike it, right? Like, but, you know, and some people hate it, and it doesn't seem to have anything real. I don't know. It's... Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, like, like anything, some people liked it, some people didn't like it. Some, some people, people were indifferent but, to it. Um, but it didn't... For pe- the people who liked it, it wasn't exactly the premise was played out sort of thing, right? Like, it was the exact same premise, and yeah, people kind of dug it. So, yeah, Or the people yeah. who dug it kind of dug it. Uh, those of you who didn't dig it, please don't write in. 
because I don't care. Uh, they will anyway. But uh, <laughs> so so anyway, so yeah, I mean, I, again, outdated. I don't know. I don't think that's the case. But nope. Um, and next. Then, and what's funny is the next bullet point, which we won't talk about because, again, we've kind of got into that, is uh, that he says it's overly reliant on nostalgia. Yes, the weaponized <laughs> nostalgia. Again, we've talked about this. God knows how much on this podcast. But, yeah, um, yeah, you know, he he does bring up that look at this, te- this teaser trailer screams Stranger Things. So, of course, it's trying to tap into that same sort of. Uh, love and nostalgia that we have that's, it? that's fueling Stranger Things. I think he's starting to synthesize some of the outside information of production uh, in, into that yeah, whole thing, right? Because uh, yeah. let's, let's be honest, none of us, when we saw the, the, the teaser, went, oh, Stranger Things. It was only after like the mention of kids came up that anybody started talking about Stranger Things. So he's kind of synthesized some stuff in his head to make this point that I don't yeah. think is, well, is valid. Again, his, his backup could have been... The teaser trailer used the original music from 84 and used the original car from 84. So that, that in a sense, is sort of trying to tap into, oh, yes, I love this thing. I want to see more of it. In, in that case, yes, it is reliant upon nostalgia. Yeah. Um, at the same time, again, Ghostbusters is one of those. We've talked about it again over and over and over again. The logo is as synonymous as... Uh, Coca-Cola or Apple or it's recognizable all over the world. People know the Ghostbusters logo. It's yeah, uh, I, sure. Yeah, it's nostalgic. Every look at everything that's coming out now. It's all about nostalgia. Um, and it and it seems to be working. I'm excited for it because of it being nostalgic. I think. Yeah. So okay, sure, but I don't know that that anyway. Well, I, <laughs> speaking of when we talked at the top of the show about repeating things, I feel like we repeat ourselves if we keep talking about that one. Moving on. So here's the next one. Familial connections do not always mean quality. So well, here he gets into the nepotism of it all um, and specifically points to <clears throat> John Kasdan's relationship with his father, Lawrence, and, and the quality that came out of Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, the, the crazy thing here is that what other what other examples do you have besides that? And even when you listen to Jason Reitman's interview with Bill Burr, he struggles to find uh, yeah. any examples, with the exception of like Rob Reiner uh, writing and directing films. Uh, you know, and his father's Carl Reiner, obviously one of the greatest comedy minds uh, of of many generations at this point. Um, but what what is that? So, but Rob Reiner's made wonderful movies. I don't understand. Yeah. And it's not like Rob it's not like Rob Reiner's has made, you know, the two thousand year old man two thousand and one, right? Like for Yeah, this is sort like, of unprecedented. Just, this has never really happened. I mean, no. to this point. I mean, again, it is it's sort of happening now with uh uh is it uh is it Landis? Did we finally determine yeah. that Landis was remaking Max American Landis. World? Max Landis, yeah. yeah. But uh, again, it hasn't happened before. We don't necessarily know that that's the case. Um, Could it be? Yes. Maybe this could be the first example that we point to. I would argue that, again, knowing that Jason is a smart guy, has been around his father, obviously, uh, through all of the pre-production and development of all of the failed Ghostbusters 3 attempts, he's actually better suited to it than anybody because he knows why 1999 failed. He knows why the one in yeah. 2001 failed. Uh, See, the whole problem with this point is 
nobody is a guarantee of success for a movie. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like his home point is kind of hampered by the fact that it doesn't matter who could go in there. It may not work. It's, you know, it's not a guarantee. So many things could go south. So many things out of their control could go wrong. Um, and, and that's, and that's what, even with the best, cause we all know we've, you know, there's some great directors out there and, you know, uh, the more they keep making movies sooner or later, they've got to have at least one or two stinkers on it. And it's not like they went out and said, this one's going to yeah. suck. Like they, they, they dug in and these are big names that should have been, you know, like in people's heads, they kind of see it as, ah, oh, they're a genius. Everything's an, uh, Babe Ruth didn't hit everything out of the park, right? Like why, why, yeah. where did we get this idea that there's an infallible formula to this thing? It's and, never and he, been there. he gives Harold Ramis that infallible, which is funny because if his bullet point would have been, can this movie work without Harold Ramis writing it? Then I would have said, yeah. okay, okay good, that's good interesting. Point. Um, because he does say, uh, you know, Harold Ramis was such a key part of the original film uh, that, you know, not having his impression on this film uh, could make it a lesser film, but that's not, again, his, yep. his backup is not, is not matching his bullet point no. here. Uh, Ramus. The funny thing is that, that I don't know that there is an equivalent of Harold Ramus. There never can be an equivalent of, of Harold Ramus um, because well, he's, no. he's one of those, uh, he's one in a million. Um, yeah. But if, if you've got somebody like Jason who has written these, these smart uh, comedies, um, and, and, and smart films in general, you know, he's, he's doing kind of more think pieces, um, which, you know, Harold, that, that was kind of Harold's bread and butter. He was the funny guy. He loved to be the writer for the class, uh, clown. Yeah. Uh, but he, he loved his philosophy. He was well-read. He was well-versed in so many different things and philosophies that it, it translated onto the screen. So, I mean, if anybody can do it, here's here's yeah. Jason to give it a stab. Sure, Jason Wright. Jason Reitman is not, you know, writing from the Save the Cat playbook. If you know what I mean, yeah. he's 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 got his own set of smarts and head and vision when it comes to how he writes these things. And his, you know, same goes for his writing partner. And yeah, and again, that just goes to your point that that's actually kind of a strength because given that this is a guy who's saying the premise is played out, well, this is. You know, this, all this says to us is that, as you said, the premise, it, they may not be leaning too heavily on the premise. Um, yeah. And we're heading into uncharted territory, which yeah. negates that first point. So, so I think, I think it was just kind of a, a, a snotty and, and ill thought out uh, jab at low hanging fruit, which is the sun's yeah. doing the, yeah, and nepotism. it does, I can't remember. Did he even bother to mention that the sun went around for like decades going? Nope. Mm, I not don't interested. Think so. I don't, yeah, I don't have the article. Up to, uh, I can, I should pull it up while we're talking, should, but, but, but again, it's like, that's, that's where it really kind of undermines his argument yeah. is Reitman had no plans on taking over for his dad, partially because he went, no, that's my dad's thing. Why the heck would I do my dad's yeah. thing? The only thing, and again, undermining his first point, he went, wait a minute, I think I have an angle on it. Meaning I'm not revisiting the premise. I have a unique take on it that is good enough that I will step into your shadow to try to do your biggest thing ever. Yeah. And don't get like, let's be honest here for a guy who's up for awards with his movies and all that, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you know, these great thinky movies that at least a couple of his are probably going to end up, 
you know, uh, I think sooner or later Juno may end up with the AFI archives. You know what I mean? Like he's <laughs> to it's a it's a weird step for a guy who's plugging away doing fine with these things to just. You know what I mean? Like if he hadn't yeah. done a movie in 15 years and yeah, maybe it's a kickstart sort of thing to, 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 I'll do this and then I'll see what I can get heat. I can get going. No, he was in the middle of his, you know, Gary Hart story, uh, <laughs> dark comedy yeah. drama sort of thing and went, hang on a minute. I have an idea. Yeah, maybe Ghostbusters that's, would be a good next film for me to. Yeah, yeah. no, that's not. And <laughs> And even he went, I'm just going to throw the idea and chips fall where they may and it'll take forever. And he said he was, you know, we talked about this before, how surprised he was that it went through. So, no, none of this is him going, ha-cha-cha, you get to put (laughs) Reitman on the poster. People will love it. Actually, guess what? I'd be surprised. Everybody can sing the stupid theme song. I'm not sure how many people can, uh, I think maybe, what, 50-50 that they'll remember the, the name of the director. So... Yeah. Well, and you uh, can't tell me that he had thoughts too, that, oh, if I agree to do this, or if I even try to do this, it's going to be like, oh, just trying to follow in dad's footsteps or ride on dad's coattails or yeah. even though he's established himself uh, predominantly as, as his own filmmaker. Um, I don't know. Oh I'd, God. As you just made me cringe at the thought of the press junket he and his dad are going to have to go through. <laughs> How did it no, feel just, to yeah Oh just the oh, dumb boy. questions they're going to get asked but yeah. but it's he's 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 not oblivious he can anticipate that's coming too and he still went I kind of want to give it a shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, 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 reasons for this to be a hassle are so huge and he still went, I, I, hang, I got I'll something I want to try. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, at any rate, I, so I, I want to move on because I want to talk about next. the next bullet point. This one I think is, is valid and it's one that you and I have not discussed interestingly enough on the oh. podcast. Um, the movie will not work without Bill Murray in a significant role. Um, do we, <sighs> do we think that that is necessarily true? Can this movie operate without Bill Murray playing a, a huge integral part of all three acts of the film? Uh, c- can it be successful if Bill Murray is present for, let's say the first or the third act, if he shows up at the beginning to kick things off, or if he shows up at the end to save the day, um, does it work? Um, or if Bill Murray comes in and shoots a single day, like he did on answer the call, um, or if, uh, I, I think that's basically what he insinuated with the, uh, 2009 video game is Murray showed up for a day and didn't sound into it. And it was kind of, I think he called it just like a, a, out of pity, Bill Murray showed up for the video game, which I thought was kind of <laughs> snarky, but yeah, I, I mean, so, so do you we go think first. here's, here's my, uh, guarding my heart closely answer to this. And then, um, then we maybe can talk. I don't know, but sure. I, I'm I'm protecting myself. I'm not anticipating Bill, Dan, Ernie, Annie, any of the the main characters to to play in the entirety of the film. I I don't see them. I mean, I see them being in the film. I see them being integral to the plot. I see them being a big part of it in the sense that they are there. They are uh, represented. And they will move things forward. They're not just going to show up and be like, "You right. did good, kid." The end. Um, however, these are not. I, I, these are not going back to the nostalgia point. These are not nostalgia cameos. Yeah, yeah. This is not like. 
this is this is not like the answer the call cameos like they will have a substantial I, i feel like they will have a substantial part in the sense that they will be integral to the story what i don't anticipate is them being there for all six months of the shoot i don't see bill murray being the the han solo harrison ford character uh that that ushers the new generation of of ghostbusters I don't see that being the case. Um, and, and it's, it's mainly for me sort of setting myself up for that expectation. Cause I don't, I don't think that's where uh, Jason Reitman's interests lie. I don't think he wants to tell stories that completely revolve around those characters. I think he wants to introduce the new characters and then the, the existing characters, um, uh, kind of right. Just raise them up and, and help, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, uh, help them excel and help elevate them uh, in the story. Um, that's my thought. Now, does that make it successful? I don't know. Uh, yes. I think if, if it successfully passes the torch and it feels fulfilling and we're satisfied by it all, then sure. Yeah, that's, then it's successful. Um, did I want to see five more movies with all four of the Ghostbusters? Sure. And that's, that's why I love the Ghostbusters video game because that's sort of that next, chapter that we got to finally see uh and and will be the only chapter that we finally got to to see in here but i i don't i don't think it's fair to expect bill murray to be in every frame of this movie um because it's not his movie anymore it's not going to be again the premise is outdated yeah it it's outdated in the sense that the main actors are getting up there in age and, and they have to pass it on to the next generation so we have to get to know and love those characters. It's not fair to the new characters for them not to be in the spotlight. So uh, for, for as much as Harrison Ford was the star of uh, The Force Awakens, um, really the stars were were Ray and Finn and Poe. And um, my daughter can say 16 words we've determined, and one of them is Poe. She loves Poe, and I don't know... I, <laughs> That's that's just the impression that that, that character has made. But um, yeah. yeah, do so. So I guess in that sense, do I think it's successful? Yes. Yeah, I think it, I think it will be successful. But I'm I'm curious to hear what you're thinking on this because maybe you're expecting something totally different. I do not think we need Bill Murray. Yeah. Um, I think we need some of them. Uh, I think there's something to be said that since they're not disappearing anytime soon. Um, there's something to be said to say, go through this movie with a Ray and nobody else. And then the follow up, somebody has to do a, wait, I know just the guy. And then, you know, the crowd erupts in like ecstasy as Winston, you know, walks into frame sort of thing. Like there's, there's room to parse these people out as, Again, not. I agree with you entirely on the thing that they have to show up to drive the, the story forward. And actually, more to that point, I think if they're all showing up, how are they all pushing the f- story forward? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, also, Bill Murray cannot be counted on to show up. Um, I think <laughs> it, for anything ever. Yeah. Now we discussed this a bit that you know if Jason Reitman, who's done some real, you know non-mainstream kind of movies, that's kind of Bill's bread and butter right now. So it yeah. is possible that he has a part for for uh, Venkman 
and has you know pitched it to him or is trying to pitch it to him, and Bill will go absolutely. Yeah, could could but, pitch it to Bill's new sensibilities. Like Bill is not playing that sort of rogue character anymore. He's playing the guy that's kind of yep fa- facing the edge of the world kind of uh, yeah. character now. Yeah. We talked it before too. There's a lot of really great, you know pathos to kind of have him deal with the people who aren't there be it egon be it dana and oscar you know that sort of thing that's the kind of thing yeah um but i mean it's apples and oranges but look at extreme ghostbusters it's egon that's it that entire thing ran on the legs of it's not about the original four it's that the original DNA is at least there somewhere, but it's about having an interesting group of characters. Well, and look how um, wonderful it was when those uh, the the other three original Ghostbusters showed up at the end of the series. It was, and it was a nice it was a nice touch, but they showed up at the end. They were not required to do the whole series. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like that wasn't yeah. the point. And uh, again, um, uh, just. Magic word, subjective. So if any of this starts to get you upset, I don't just walk away. But for the people who liked Answer the Call, for those of us who enjoyed Answer the Call, uh, people tried really hard at the beginning to, you know, that's an Egon, that's a Ray, that's, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. tried to line them up and they didn't. They were, it, obviously they went for like the, the, the quartet approach and it looks like they're probably doing that again here. But you can't just do cookie cutter copies uh you know what i mean like it works yeah. if you have a good collection of characters to interact sort of thing so i well, i'm actually yeah i was gonna say and and bill showed up for that one because he got to do something different yep. that's i bet that was melissa mccarthy's phone call was hey bill come and play this this martin heist character uh you don't have to be vankman you don't have to uh play uh this character for six weeks uh show up for a day and have some fun with us Imagine getting to the end of this movie and the credits run and we get to the mid credits or after credits and the movie ended with the, 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 the germ of the team is there. They're kind yeah. you know what I mean? It's an informal coming together to solve the problem. Hooray, we're a team. And the thing ends with, uh, again, little nostalgia nod with, um, them having to, you know, show up at say the firehouse they walk in they're ushered into the back and venkman and lewis show up sits them out and explains to them sign this this and this you are now efficient you are now officially licensees it's still our company we are the corporation but we're not doing it anymore and, and we're this watching just you. sitting here we'll be watching you this whole so time you're now yeah. leasing this building from us and the equipment and go do your thing sort of again uh, at that point, they're not really serving the story other than that's, you know, it's kind of cements the whole GBI moving forward. It's a company thing now. Uh, yeah. But that's just, you know, that's just wild speculation. It could go any number of ways. But the point being that, no, I don't know that we need Bill. It's kind of like, <sighs> I mean, it would be nice to have Harold's uh, stamp on it sort of thing, but it's not like when he went away, the world stopped having smart comedy minds, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people think they're funny and they're not all funny, but, uh, it doesn't mean there aren't people out there that are genuinely funny in their own right. Um, and Jason's, 
you know, a different animal. Let's put it this way. Ghostbusters has a lot of dry comedy to it. And I think Jason is perhaps even drier than that. But it's, he, if you go back to his old movies, seems to have like, you know, when they are funny, it has that, you know, an interesting, well, all of them play the jokes straight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's yeah, no. It's, there's, it's never uh, <laughs> over the top. Yeah, totally. It's all, yeah. Nobody is hamming it up. Everybody is playing it straight, and that's where the funny comes from. That's exactly you know the Ghostbusters uh, model, um, you know, and good lines. Uh, and Bill brought good lines off the top of his head, but I don't think that's something you need to try and replicate. I think maybe somebody who just writes good lines, like uh, Black Mirror. Have you watched Black Mirror? I still have not watched Black Mirror. Yeah, I Man, need to do that. Man, there's a lot of know. good dialogue in that, right? And it's not improv. It's just really good writing. You know, Amy Poehler and uh Oh, you're Natasha. talking about Ru- Russian, Russian Doll, you're talking Russian about. Russian Doll. What did yeah, I yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, So I haven't watched that one Black either, Mirror? but I know Sorry, what you're talking I'm, about. Yeah. Yeah, da, 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 really like, late. A- Next Amy point. Poehler wrote Black Amy. Mirror? That's a different episode That's that I haven't one. seen. No, Russian yeah. Doll. There's yeah. some real, real great, great stuff in there. So anyways... um, yeah, we, we definitely have the, the, the comedic chops. And, and sure, yes, Bill Murray is, is a draw if, uh, again, I'm thinking on my parents' uh, uh, perspective of, oh, there's a Ghostbusters movie. Is Bill Murray going to be in it? That's the first question that yep. uh, I, they probably have already asked me, and I had to say I don't know. But uh, I know that there is that sort of recognizability, that everybody knows Bill for Ghostbusters. And, hell, I mean, it might it may actually behoove Bill to do this movie much like Harrison Ford did Force Awakens, so that his character can put some sort of finality or a period at the end of the sentence for his character, and everybody will stop asking him about another Ghostbusters movie for the rest of his days. <laughs> he will finally get some peace. He'll never have to say, well, you know, if the script is right, and I'll do it. And like, no, didn't yeah. you see that movie? I'm done. Like, I, I, I handed it over. Everything's cool. Here, here's, uh, a, here's a three-minute wrap-up at the end of the movie. Improv your way through this premise. <laughs> and yeah. then done, right? He's he's done a little bit of Venkman magic and done. So, Character still exists to the universe. He just doesn't have to come back. It's yeah, and and so so the good news is the superhero hype article. This is where I, th- I feel like it sounds now like the three of us, uh, the the author yourself and myself, all see eye to eye. Is that yes. he well, that he has to have a meaningful role for this to be successful. Me and but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be substantial in the the total running time of him on camera. It needs to be substantial in his impact upon the movie or the characters yep. or the story itself. So uh, he's he's not just going to show up. Uh, <laughs> like I'm trying to think of those movies where it's very obvious that the person didn't want to do the filming uh, as as intended. So they have like a phone call and you see them like in a boardroom and they're like, I'm really busy right now. I can't talk to you. Click. And that's, that's the extent of a character showing up in a film. No, that's, that's not going to be how it is. My, my, my heart of hearts is that this story, uh, kind of the stuff you and I kicked around is about uh, a brokenhearted Ray, uh, a Winston who keeps on top of it to make sure he, you know, he's eating and all that sort of thing, but just cannot hang around it sort of thing. And I think those two can be the old heart of the Ghostbusters dealing with, you know, dealing with the loss that the story has to deal with. There's no way around dealing with Egon not being there sort of thing. And then go, go back to that thing I was saying before that if it does well and they, you know, the moves into the follow-up, uh, find the great angle for Venkman there and bring him on in. You know what I mean? Like 
once once something's just, you know works great, then you can kind of invite Bill to come play in the sandbox in right. some unique way. Yeah, and he he like uh, Ackroyd and 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 um, Hudson are there to drive help drive the story forward rather than just you know goof around. And that's the thing. I think if you put three guys in there, I don't know. I don't know how you do it, right? Like, <laughs> I think I think it has to be just kind of a couple of them at a time to 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 kind of do that sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. Well, and then eventually you get your big hero shot, but it has yeah, to be like the course. Avengers where you see them all together again. But, of course. Um, but again, look at. Uh, I, I'm sorry to keep coming back to Star Wars, but look at how impactful it is to have two characters like Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia, or I'm sorry, General Leia Organa uh, Solo, finally see each other. Uh, in in the Last Jedi, and that scene, even if you didn't like the movie, everybody you know points to that scene as like, oh yes, that was such that was that I, I get chills every time I watch that um, yeah. because having those two characters come together works so well. Or, but or the reveal of Han and Chewie in the in the in uh, seven, right? Like yeah, yeah, you get that. Oh, they're the two of them together. That's what you want to see. So yeah, two of uh, them Ray, together. Ray and Winston. The two of them are always paired off. Uh, that would be really cool yep. to see. I think I think that's a there you go. Dear Jason, we know you're listening. User idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyways. Anyway. Was so, that, was so that the four? Fifth one, no. So yeah, the fifth, fifth one, okay. the fifth one is, is a bit of a, a bit of a trap. And he even says it's the elephant in the room in his article, uh, that it's a reactionary move. Um, and mm. I don't know that we necessarily need to, to really get into that one because of course it is, it is reactionary in the sense that, uh, 2016, I know that they learned quite a bit from, for, for good and for bad, you know, for, yep. uh, s- some potential, um, landmines that they now have to face. They now know again, a target audience and all of these things that, that having a new movie come out, uh, X amount of years after the original, you, you, you got to make that first pancake again and see how it goes. And, and now yeah. they kind of have that recipe that they can kind of go back to and, and see. So, yeah, it kind of it kind of depends on whether you want to be cynical about it or go with the with the story with the legend. And the legend on this one is, yeah, we should have been waiting another three four years before they decided how they wanted to proceed. You know what I mean? Yeah, give, and it, a, the leg- give it a little chance. Yeah. The legend is is that Jason showed up with an idea and they went, "Do that now, please." Yeah. Um, and, and unfortunately, it is it is sort of being construed and 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 after Jason's comments again, which we we haven't really talked about. I don't, I don't think well, we're really going to talk about that much. But no. But but there is that sense that look, this is a reaction to the, the vocal fans that. Uh, were kind of the thorn in in the production side in 2016, and now they're being rewarded for being a thorn yeah. in the side. And yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I, I understand how that is, um, how, yeah. how you can perceive it as that, but I also don't think that that's the main intention, the the main driving force here. It's like. Uh, no, we're not giving we're not giving those people what they want. We're just we're continuing the story with the characters from the original because that's well, what we want to do. Yeah. Um, let's 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 be fair here. They are some of them are were hopping around when the news came out because they assumed it meant they won. Then about half of them immediately started complaining about the fact that there was going to be kids in it, and I like to believe that Sony is. <laughs> I think everybody in Hollywood by this point is savvy enough to know. 
those people are going to complain no matter Everybody's what. Everybody's going to complain no matter this what. This is not yeah. giving them what they want because yeah. guess what? You can't give them what they want. You can never give them what they want. Um, well, and and so, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> in, in the sense that, yes, everything in Hollywood is a reactionary move because you're following business trends, you're following... True. Uh, uh, age demographics and yes if this is a nostalgia uh, grab you know that you have th- the liquid income of certain 24 to 38 year olds yep. uh, at the moment and then they have kids and you can hook them at the same time sure in, in a sense that it is a reactionary move for that yeah absolutely that uh, guilty is charged um, but at the same time I don't think as, as much as the internet and and your two humble hosts on this podcast would like to think that we have sway over things, uh, I, I <laughs> don't do think that that's the case. So, I um, honestly think that they leapt on this one not as a reaction to give those uh, guys, and I guys, I do mean literally those guys, uh, what they want. I think they see it as a good way to keep the ball rolling while they find the answer to what to do with this you know, now this two pronged cinematic reality they've, they've created. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it, it allows them to generate cash and keep the, the ball rolling and expand on things. And, 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 and they've all said it, right? Like, I, I don't think it's lip service. I, when they say that, you know, I don't think when they say oh, we're not done with the answer of the call universe yet, it's just that they don't have the answer right there, right? Yeah. Like, they don't yeah. know yet. And, and, um, and, and it worked in the sense too, that, uh, again, like all of the prototyping things, you know, okay, we've learned how many toys we have to make. We've learned how many, um, yeah. you know, ads we have to buy in certain places in order to get the eyeballs on the screen that we need. Uh, and, and it was a thankless job for, uh, Paul Feig and his cast, you know, that they had to kind of go out there and. Um, and, and, and trudge that ground in order for something else to happen. Uh, because look how many years it took for a new Ghostbusters movie to be made. Um, and after all of that time, after all of those expectations, after everybody in their head had already put the movie together that they wanted to see, um, somebody had to do that and, and they did it valiantly. And, um, you know, and now what they have done is they've kind of broken that ground, uh, that that others can now follow. So um, that that's that's what the article does not say. The article gets into things that I was like, really, we're gonna hit that? Come on, superhero yeah. hype, whatever. But so so anyway, so uh, what do you guys think about that uh, that string of five bullet points? Um, uh, also, I'm I'm curious to hear what everybody thinks about the Bill Murray of it all uh, because we haven't really opened that up to the floor. Um, you know, Bill Bill Murray if he ends up only being in one shot or one scene if uh if if there's sort of a a wink and a nod as he drives by in a car how are you gonna feel if that's the extent of bill murray's role uh call in hit the voicemail and let us know um but i do i want to keep us uh lean mean on this episode (laughs) in in order to uh prevent last week's two-hour epic and and keep things moving (laughs) we'll come back to 2020 we have plenty of time to keep talking about 2020 Um, but let's rapid fire some quick things here. Uh, if you are a Netflix subscriber, watch all of the Ghostbusters content that you can now, because, uh, you are now listening to this in March and it's all going away. If it hasn't gone away already, uh, movies gone cartoons end of the month, end of the month. Okay. So the clock is ticking. So make sure that you do that. Um, also it it should be pointed out. That is a U S for sure thing. A most likely a Canadian thing. 
because I think we only currently have Answer the Call and Real Ghostbusters. Okay. So it's it's kind and, of a- uh, UK mentioned nothing about any Ghostbusters title going away. So yeah, it's, it's all it's it's location specific. Usually, like all things are, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's probably it's a good chance that a lot of it is leaving because we're coming up on the anniversary. So there's there's probably something that they would like <laughs> you to purchase for the anniversary coming uh, down the way. I love um, that we've reached the point where it's like. Oh man, I wish I had a way to keep watching that show on TV that I love. Oh man, oh, I wish man. there was a way that I didn't have to tape them all with the commercials. Oh man, I wish I didn't have so many videotapes of the episode. Oh man, I wish I didn't have to like put this disc in with yeah. every episode ever. I wish I could just press the magic button and it beamed from the heavens <laughs> without me having to leave the couch. Yeah, oh man, I wish it wasn't beamed directly into my brain and brain. Yeah. I wish I wish I could, I wish I didn't have to get, you know, bored and stop watching it. I wish I could just take it into the bathroom with me on a tiny little screen. Like, oh my God. We really, yeah, we're really spoiled. But uh, <laughs> it, the fu- uh, funny quick anecdote here, uh, my my alma mater, Loyola Marymount, uh, their, their library search database crashed for two days. And uh, all of the students, it was like they were walking around in a daze. They didn't know what to do. And I, I thought it was very funny that, that the Loyola Marymount Library had to introduce a whole new generation to a thing called a card catalog. A card catalog. And it never <laughs> crashes. You can just go in there. But anyway, um, so yeah, so so check out the Netflix stuff. Um, IDW Transformers, uh, just to really quickly plug again, please, please, please go pre-order that uh, crossover that's coming out in June. Um, Tom. Tom Waltz is doing a great job. He released that Gozer uh, splash page uh, of whatever the Gozer Transformer may be called. Again, we're going to have to workshop Gozar. that one. Go- yeah. Gozar. Yeah. Gozar, Gozarius Prime or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but, wasn't, uh, the, wasn't the motorcycle in the GoBots called Go something? No, that was Psykill. Never mind. Oh, yeah. Go. Yeah, GoBots. I love <laughs> GoBots. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. So, make sure you've got those pre-orders in there. Um, and then FanFest, uh, just a couple of quick updates on that. I, mean, mm-hmm. I know that that was the meat of our discussion last week. So uh, just to to quickly, we did get some confirmation uh, thanks to uh, Yes Have Some and a couple other uh, places uh, reached out to us just to let us know that if you do get one of the higher tiers, like the Class 10, you still get the uh, real <coughs> Ghostbusters photo and, and autograph uh, uh, package. So that, that was one yeah. of our biggest questions is like, is that do you get the class 10 but you don't get everything that's underneath those tiers right. so uh, wizard still, has confirmed that is still is a yeah the the assumption is is that 7 won't get it um, yeah you have to go to this because 7 is all the ghostbusters people obviously the class 10 makes more sense that it's not just breakfast uh, that it covers that big price jump covers the two groups of actors all being together in it. Yeah. So that's, should so that's, have been that's clarified, nice. but yeah. that makes sense. That's good. Um, so more, more bang for your buck people. And and then just really quickly, you, you did an informal poll, uh, on social media, uh, just to kind of get a gauge because we, we weren't quite sure what this was going to do for well, who's going and okay, who's well, not going. Before you jump on that, just going back to the th- other thing too, uh, our, uh, pals at yes, have some also got word from wizard that the individual, photos and autographs thing is a go as well. They oh, have, it is. They, okay, good. Yeah. Oh, so cool. that thing we talked about before where, say, somebody like me picks the real Ghostbusters package, 
but then maybe wants to pick up one or two particular of the Ghostbuster actors, uh, they haven't announced who, well, they haven't announced everybody who's going to be there yet, but of those that we know are going, they haven't announced uh, if they'll be doing that, but there, it, it, it is what they're working on. That, that, that thing we talked about where you will be able to line up, drop a little extra cash, you know, get a selfie and, you know, a, uh, a signature on something. Um, if it's Ivan Reitman, hug him unannounced. Don't do it. Just <laughs> if there's one thing to be learned from last week's two hour episode, don't just run up and hug poor Ivan. Oh, come on. Give him his space. Give him his bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah, the the poll I put up was just again. It's it's now turned into this black box that there's an entire internet of fans. They don't always talk at the same place at the same time. Uh, we know that when the word came out, uh, three groups instantly formed: people who are like, "I'm going," and people who are like, "Heck no," and people in the middle going, "I have to see if I can," and no way to tell you know what that uh, what that looks like. Yeah. And and you you the pause is your part to jump in. I was, I think he's talking to you. Marge. I think he's talking to you. Uh, so so I and the the bummer is I've been I've been crazy slam this week. So I haven't actually seen. Did you put up a Twitter poll? Oh. Where did the where did the actual polling was, uh, go? It was a Facebook one. A Facebook poll. Okay. Um, uh, which is unfortunate because they only let you. Well, I'm a page. Uh, so they only let you do two. One 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 option or the other, whereas uh, groups can apparently do, they can not only do multiple, multiple choice, ones, but you can yeah. write in your own. Uh, but anyways, basically what I asked was, uh, do you got a ticket or do you not have a ticket slash will never have a ticket? Uh-huh. Uh, and what we're batting at is one in 10 is I have a ticket to go. Out of a sampling of 200, like it started at... About 15%. They expressed them as percentages. And early on, when it was like a couple of dozen, it was like 15%. And as it increased, it has slowly crept down and, and leveled out at, mm. at 10, 10%. So one, one out of 10. Okay. One out of 10. Well, and the thing is, one in 10 is absolutely going. That other group does have this gray area room for we don't know what percentage is people going. I haven't gotten my ticket. Have you gotten your ticket yet? I have not. No. Then you're in no. that group. For I am example. in that group. Um, yeah. So I, I am of the nine out of ten who <laughs> have not gotten their tickets. Well, no, yet. that's. I think that's a safe bet. Is to say, yeah, the uh, a second out of ten is probably people who will pick up. That's not bad. Like yeah. twenty for the entire. Admittedly. <laughs> Science nerds and stats nerds, yes, the sampling is incredibly low. It's incredibly biased. It's incredibly non-random. But yeah, twenty percent's not bad uh, for for people. Uh, everybody who's a fan that would be interested in going. Uh, that's the other thing. Like, oh God, two questions. I can't even filter out things like I have no interest in going. You know, stuff like that. Right, There's no way right. to. Well, I need that, a pie chart. I can't do it. It, it. it does have to be a smaller group anyway, uh, based upon the, the pricing and, and yeah. the exclusivity. So uh, maybe that's uh, indicative of, yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, one out of 10 of us or, you know, two out of 10 of us, maybe it ends up being. <laughs> and as of today, the recording, uh, 100 days. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, so I guess it'll be about, geez. what, 95, 96 days by the time when you, you listen this. to this. Depending on when you actually listen no, to this Depending show. on when you listen. Yeah. It could be over. Who knows? It went Who, great. You, stop listening you to us 50 years it. in the future. Why did you do that? <laughs> you uh, should have been there, kids. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, again, uh, more voicemails. Uh, we're going to just do a full voicemail episode here coming up. So hit hit our voicemail with your thoughts on, on FanFest and end with the 2020 question about Bill Murray. And uh, we'll play those. 
Um, so Chris, uh, just some, some housekeeping here on the air. We haven't talked about into the dead too. Um, and I'd actually like to kind of table that. Maybe let's talk about that next week so that I can have sure. some more time to play the game. Uh, the it'll first actually be good. wave is over at this point when yes. you're listening to this. I was about to say, it'll be good to listen to leave it till next week, just because the first episode part one will have ended and we're uh, waiting for part two so part two will drop soon and i think they described it it was a two-week thing so by the time guess what it'll all be over by the time we finally talk about it but (laughs) But uh, we can talk about it in hindsight so if you haven't been playing it uh make sure you download the app because when it goes live you immediately have access to the the story mode that's kind of built into their main story that's right um and and also don't do like I did and download the app and then wait for the Ghostbusters thing to go live because you have to play the first five levels of five the levels. Uh, the zombie story first before you have access to. It that. wasn't yeah. well explained. Um, a, a complaint I had when it downloaded was usually there's a hand holder where they go, hey, look at this thing here. Except when I downloaded and loaded up, the blinky thing that came up was for the store. To which I said, oh, maybe you buy the episode, because that sometimes happens. No, it was bundles for 45 or $109. Yeah, it was 80 bucks down here. Yeah. And it was like, what? Yeah. And then it yeah. turned out all that was was that was the uh, people with more money than patience bundles. You had to go play the first five levels. It was built around people going, oh, this is... People who have a game have probably paid to five now, not realizing that the minute you said Ghostbusters, people came out of the woodwork left, right, and center and hadn't touched sometimes the first, uh, the regular levels of the game right. and thus would not see the little pop-up that has the logo and all that. So, and, and it amounts to, you need, you need to play the tutorial to kind of figure out all of the mechanics and the, yeah. the user experience and all of that stuff. So, so I, in that Lots sense, I appreciated it. it. There's and a we'll lot of meat that. to this yeah. thing. And so, yeah, it's good. Let's put it aside. Yeah, we'll play both parts and then we can talk it. about it. And, uh, yeah. So, so next week we'll talk, uh, into the dead too. So, uh, down, download it and then, uh, join us for our discussion. Don't next wait week. another minute. Pick up your phone and call. All the professionals. Go, go, go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. Do. And Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... The Ghostbusters. Interdimensional crossroad. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Chris, we almost did it. We're so close. What's we're, that? The 60 minute mark. We're, we're, so, we're so close. Oh, uh, well, when you render this out, uh, just I'll uh, speed set us it up to 1.5%. One one yeah. Yeah. 1.5 times. Micro Machine Man. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. See, Ghostbusters. Come what, on down uh, to the, the talkie pictures. <laughs> the, talk, the talking pictures. Baseball. The wave of the future. I already said Babe Ruth, so really, it's all old timey uh, radio. It now, is. So. Listen to Troy and Chris on the old time radio program. Bing, bing, bing. Anyways. <laughs> uh, but what, what do you got for final thoughts this week? 
I got empty bottles that I'm trying to do the NBC uh, bells on. Ding, ding, ding. No, it didn't work at all. Uh, I just want to hear that bottle go. Oh, crap. What the? Ah, I don't have any shoes on. Um, John Final thought, actually, there's there's nothing really pressing at the moment. Uh, What I think I will say, though, is uh, don't be glum if you didn't play the Into the the Dead, the first part. Uh, Hit YouTube and search for Into the Dead to Ghostbusters because a number of people were recording the uh there's cutscenes and everything like there's there's dialogue you see the four ghostbusters there's lots of great stuff and people have been doing their playthroughs and putting them up on youtube so if you missed it yeah go watch those and then and, come join and us and that's we'll talk certainly going to be part of the discussion next week is hearing different voices playing the characters and the designs yeah. of the characters and, and that kind of stuff we'll get into yeah, yeah. but um yeah so go watch yeah. it and then you'll know what we're talking about exactly uh, in some ways it's even easier because you don't have to have any skill uh, or use your hands. You can just watch it while you eat a sandwich. So, <laughs> yeah, I love and I love being passive and lazy. Um, just watch out, Slimer zombie. Um, anyways, yeah. So uh, so check that out. And then also, I would encourage you guys uh, now with the anniversary uh, just a few uh, few months out. Jeez, I can't believe it. Uh, as you said, a hundred days from us recording this. Um, there's uh, all sorts of screenings and events that are happening all over uh, all in, in over. your local uh, neck of the woods. And so we're going to try on our social media to really pump uh, the, the volume on those. So, you know, uh, God, um, even even in the UK and Scotland and Ireland, I've been seeing screenings just popping up everywhere. So we'll, we'll do our best to kind of give everybody the heads up on those. Yeah. More to the point, if you're one of these groups that's going to it or aware of it in your area, uh, let us know because then we yeah. can, you know, and help we pump can it sort of reciprocate. Thing. Yeah. Uh, the number of times it just <laughs> the day of Google goes, hey, here's this thing in Missouri you should tell people about. It's like, I wish you'd told me three weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, so if you know something in your area, a screening or whatever, just, uh, or maybe it doesn't even have to be a screening, going to a convention or whatever, just let us know. We would love to share it. We just, we can't find it all out on our own in a timely fashion sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so definitely, uh, hit, hit us up, please hit us up. We want to hear from you guys as much as, as humanly possible. But, uh, but in that, on that note, uh, this tongue tied, uh, tired, human being who is on a 12 hour turnaround which doesn't mean anything to people outside of production has to call it a night but uh, we'll, we'll talk to you all next week see you on the other side who you gonna call? We thanks for joining the ghostbusters interdimensional cross rip visit us at protoncharging.com ghostbustershq.net and stillplayingwithtoys.net Oh, anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. <laughs> Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so I might be able to do uh, Great White North. Exactly. That's what I was hoping. I'll do that for next Christmas. All right. Next Christmas.